0: in joven's ear my legs wobble and i try to convince myself it's not from fear as i stare at the entrance to the food hall i hate this archway it lures you into a false sense that you're safe for the three seconds it takes to walk underneath the carved stone the sound bottlenecks and you cannot see what lies behind or ahead i take a few staggering steps forward barely hearing joven's whispered encouragement before the curved archway above me opens into the beamed ceiling of the food hall. Last time I saw those beams, I was sprinting over them to kill Brovek and prevent him from lighting the signal for my mother's army to march upon Glacium. And last time the women and children were huddled, terrified, down the far end of the hall. Tables and benches are set systematically throughout the room. The throne platform sits on a raised dais at one end of the rectangular space, and those of highest position in the assembly sit closest to the king. The watchmen, who aren't on duty, occupy the tables at the back. I once sat in these seats when I came to the castle after the dome as Frost. The assembly knows me as this fearsome outer rings fighter. They saw their king showing a particular interest in me at a ball last sector. With a jolt, I realize the implications of this moment are twofold. The assembly know who Frost really is, and understand the Tetuma of O'Solis and the King of Glacium, are closer than any Bruma or Solati have ever been. Openly. My palms are slippery with sweat, as I hold on to my blank expression with the last of my control. They stare as I slowly make my way through their midst. I should be used to it, but this is different. This time they stare in shock. Not because of my position or what I'm wearing, because the Tetuma of Osolis is a half breed. A dog whines from the back of the room, and it is by far the loudest sound as I gaze impassively around me. It is the worst kind of agony. My heart beats in my ears. Jovan approaches and slides an arm around my waist, squeezing me tightly to him. As we walk through the midst of his people, my careful control starts to slip. Nothing could have prepared me for this moment, and if it had not been thrust upon me, I can't be sure I ever would have reached this point. I would rather come face to face with my mother. Heads turn to follow the king's path to the throne table. We pass the delegates' benches. Fiona gives me a tremulous smile, and makes me wish I'd never looked. The other faces there are grim. Three steps up onto the throne platform. My body is shaking so hard, I simply can't do it. Before I can look up, Jovan sweeps me into his arms. There was a time this would have embarrassed me, being so weak. I fix my eyes on the king's handsome face, and his eyes widen slightly. I must look terrified. He comes to a halt in the middle of the throne platform, facing the assembly, and looks out across the awful, silent crowd. The King of Glacium speaks. In my arms, I hold a woman who is unlike any other. He pauses, and my own fear is interrupted as I see him swallow. She has faced a life of unspeakable cruelty. His words are hoarse. I stroke the base of his neck, where my thumb rests under his hair, heart-breaking as he shows this hidden face to his people. You have known her first as the means of Kedrick's death, he states. There are a few gasps. He meets my eyes though it has been many months now since we found out my brother died to protect her. As you can see, his death was more complicated than we could imagine. A burning is building behind my eyes because I miss my friend, and Joven unmistakably misses his brother. You know her as Frost, the woman who defied me in the dome and saved the lives of her men. There are a few chuckles, I peek and see Sanjay is one of them. He gives me a wink, one hand on Fiona's pregnant stomach. You know her as the Tetuma of Osolis.